Sanchez. Trust me, okay? This is Michael, and I am back with the amazing Charles Kirtland. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So I want to be clear. You, and I want to make sure that that they know this before we proceed into this episode, you are not a doctor. Correct? This is correct. Okay, so you are not a medical doctor. I've never even played one on TV. Exactly. Maybe behind closed doors. But (laughs) now we're, and I'm also putting this out there because we are about to talk about some stuff that goes on as far as like uh, misconceived um, notions of like STDs and stuff like that. But more specifically, of course, HIV and the difference between HIV and AIDS and the different medications and things like that associated with those and that kind of stuff. But under no like, way, shape, or form are we saying either of us are doctors, we are not associated with hospitals or any medical, pharmaceutical company, anything like that, okay? Correct. All right, so you yourself have said that you are HIV positive. Correct. Okay, and how long ago? Um, I found out on March 19th, 2018. Okay, so how long did you basically know right away and that's why you got tested or it was just you didn't even know? You know, it's, it was the weirdest thing. I, I was uh, at, at MJ's. It was a karaoke night and there was some friends and they had a testing van there from the LGBT Life Center, which is one of the great things I love about the Life Center there. It's a van that travels around. Um, and so I, I went inside the van to get tested. Uh, went back inside, get rid of all with my night like I normally do. And um, then you know, they call you back after 20 minutes, go down, get your, get your results. Um, and so I knew very was, convenient. I knew mine was very different of a setup when I got back in because I, everyone else has been like, oh, yeah, you go in there, you get like a, a coupon to get food from like from yeah, no know, big deal. some fast food restaurant or yeah. whatever it is. I did not get a coupon. They're like, oh, we have to do another test. And I'm like, what oh, does no. this and mean? And so you yeah. have to do a secondary test to to um to make sure that it actually is so positive. So the first one was the saliva swab, correct? Um, these are both uh, blood uh, blood prick. Oh, they both were? Yeah, okay. These, these are both blood pricks. So the, the first one takes about 20 minutes. The second one is a very rapid one. It takes just a couple of minutes. Yeah, because I know um, that when I was in L.A., and this is another thing that I didn't ever see before, was they had buses mm-hmm. out in West Hollywood. They did the swabs. Yeah. Yep, and they did the swabs. And so that's why, like, when I was there and I saw these, the guy that I was uh, roommates with over in Long Beach, he's like, oh, yeah girl go get on there and i was like what is it and he's like yeah just go get tested and i literally was getting tested like every week just because they were there and it was easy to do so i mean i i'm glad to hear that that's going on over there in norfolk as well so how often are they setting these up um the the van goes to all kinds of different events so throughout this month you'll find it all over the place anywhere there's an event that's by the yeah. Life Center, Hampton Roads Pride. I'm sure you can find the van there. So anyone listening, I just, I mean, it sounds uh, like odd, but this is not odd. It is very common now. Mm-hmm. And it's just because they want to make sure that people know, like you said in the last segment, we were talking about how there's a lot of people that they just don't know. So, and when you got tested, you had no idea. Is that correct? Correct. I, I did not have an idea. I just, I had you know, went down for my six month little testing. I was like, yeah. oh, it's perfect. It's convenient. And that's what's important about it. It's convenient. It's right there where you are versus you having to go to it. Okay. Um, so that, that testing van, is, it's a lifesaver. They do something similar to that, like a cactus on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. I had, yep, they'll, they'll take, they'll bring the van there if they have all the equipment in there and they'll take a, a space in a room. Like a table or something. Yeah, yeah. and, and they, it's completely closed off. So nice. you're, you're nice and private. You're safe to not have to worry about anybody else finding out what your results are. I just want to make sure people know, like, because there's people that are not, in our community anyways, it's not odd to do strange things. I hate to like say Get, your, get a medical record updated at a <laughs> bar. Know, at a bar, right. Like, so people, a straight person would probably be 
there and be like, what the fuck's going on in that van? It's like, no, 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 it's legit. You know, if, you're, if you're feeling froggy that night and you're like, you know what? I just want to get reassured. And yes. you, get, you get tested, you're negative. You'd be like, well, now let's go, let's go home, clean better health. Let's, you know, let's just, let's go out for the night. You know, yeah. you're, you're already there. That's, you know, I think a lot of people see it as that, but it's also, it's just an affirmation to, to know that you have that there and you're in a good, safe space um, where your friends are with you. They may be able to encourage you to go with it. They'll, they'll get tested as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's good. Just, just get tested. Okay. So you went, you got tested and you had to go, they told you, okay, and then we, my life we need changed, another one. Yeah. yeah. We need another one. So they did another one. And then what happened? Um, and so, um, they just say, yes, this one, this one's also positive. They don't say positive. It's, you know, you serial converted. Um, okay. and it, it's showing that you are, you know, you're positive uh, okay. for HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry. Uh, and so they're, they're showing you're positive for HIV, and then they set you up with, hey, you know, do you want to talk about it or how are you feeling? They just want to make sure that you're okay for the night, of, of course. Then um, the well, next let's, morning. Well, let's talk about the human component on your side. So they say this to you. What? I mean, uh, did is, you just stop breathing? <laughs> well, this is what you find out about. Like, I'm, I'm an odd person. I was like, well, that's fair. <laughs> they're just like, are you, are you sure you're okay? And I was like, you know, I've been, I've been batting a thousand here. So like, that's <laughs> That's fair. Um, that's fair. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I went in and, you know, maybe 20 minutes later, the it's fair kind of faded to, you know, you should just go home. And, um, and oh, like, so you tried to hang out and they're like, I gotta go. Yeah. I'm just like, I tried. I'm to, like, like, you know, no, cause it's constantly, it's just right there in my head. Right. Nobody in this room knows it other than me. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm just not comfortable. So I just, I, I went home. Okay. Um, and of course I'm back at MJ's the next night. <laughs> Um, and so while we're, you know, we're sitting there, um, at, at the table, just, you know, hanging out, having some drinks, um, I'm on my phone and I'm just like typing away and like, nobody knows what I'm doing. I'm, I'm on Facebook and I'm writing out like an essay and I'm just, I'm coming out of the closet yet again. I'm coming out the closet at HIV positive. Okay. And I just felt like I needed to do it right then and okay. just get it while it's still fresh in my head and all the, all those raw emotions. Um, because my fear, and this is this is what's done with me ever since, is my fear with wanting to to talk about it is rooted in my own stigma around HIV. Yes. And wh- why am I afraid to tell other people I'm positive if I have it myself? Right. Have fear of somebody else being positive. Right. And I felt I needed to take care of that right then and there and be real to myself and let other people know that they don't have to fear being positive. Okay. So and, yeah. so when you did find out, and I know you were like, okay, kind of laugh this off, like, well, I'm batting a thousand. Here we go, but. Did you already kind of start putting together in your mind, okay, where did I get this? I did. Uh, I did. I was like, well, you're not like, like, who did this to me? No, you're just, you're just like, well, well when, when did this happen? Like, who was it with? Mm-hmm. And um, lucky for me, I was having a little dry spell at the time, and I, I can narrow it down to two people. Uh-huh. And uh, the other one ended up turning out as HIV positive not too long after. They, now, did, they did not know I was going to say, so he didn't know. Correct. So once again, we're going into the whole, this is ignorance that could have easily been resolved Had if people we were getting more tested often. more often. Yes. Yeah. So I just want to continue to put that out there. It's like, ignorance is not bliss or an excuse when you have accessibility to get tested so that you know. Because I think a lot of people, too, and I I know this is for me too. I um, I went and I was getting tested a lot, and this was back in like 2009 or 2008. And a nurse, she kind of looked at me strange, and um, she goes, "You know, I'm seeing that you're getting tested like every other month." And I said, "Right." She goes, "Why? It's not gonna like. I mean, unless you're having like a lot of sex." I said, 
yeah, I am. I am. I'm trying to be responsible. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, oh, okay. She's like, well, I I guess that's the right thing for you to do. She's like, but you don't really have to be that worried about it. Like she really downplayed it. This is in 2008. That's unfortunate that there is a, you know, person in the medical field that would try to downplay something so important. So important. Yeah. She was just like, what? This is crazy. I was like, girl, I know what I'm doing. It's it's very manageable. (laughs) If you are HOA positive, it's it's super easy to to live your life every day, just as you did the day before. So, Um, so when you did find out, is that not. your is that what your first thought was? Did you think because I've talked to a lot of people that are positive and their first thought was my life's over. This is it. No, I I, I did not have that fear. Um, Good. I I knowledgeable. I'm prep. I was on prep for a very long time before uh, I was positive. I was taken off of prep because I was having some kidney issues, and oh. I was just like, well, I stopped taking it. You, know, you take it for a number of years. Okay. You, you, know, you may you may run into a problem, but now there's Discovy, which is even better. It's not going to have nearly as many of these complications uh, with bone density or kidney issues. So you'll you'll be fine with Discovy instead. So you went to another. I'm assuming to a doctor outside yes. of that right after so, you found out. So what's wonderful is the very next day, um, the same person that did my testing and talked to me called me, and me, from that day forward, they've been my case manager. And um, oh wow! And so they called me and they're just like, "How are you doing?" And you know, like you want to want to get together and let's meet, let's let's talk, let's set up like a yeah. a timeline and a game plan for you to. to get into care and that's I'm like, great sure. to hear um and uh, that was it was just like a, just a big hug over the phone basically i'm like yeah, yeah i'm not doing this alone um so we, we got together and went down to evms and filled out just like the biggest book of paperwork and uh, yeah all these questions they have for you and mm-hmm. um and you know, the, the biggest worry i think a lot of people have with it is like how am i going to pay for this this is an expensive issue yep. can, to deal with you have all these doctor's appointments, all this testing each year, uh, the meds cost three to five thousand yep. dollars a month. Like, yep. what am I going to do? And I'm like, if you don't have insurance, you feel like you're you're kind of out there on your own. Yep. Well, there's Ryan White, um, which pays for everything. If if you don't yep. have insurance, then you can get if you if you're in a certain income level, you can be on Medicaid, and there's just, you don't have to worry about that. You know, the money being a problem. I think that's a huge problem for a lot of people. I agree with that, and I know that that was a huge concern um, with my ex, and I will talk more about that when we come back right after this break. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So what I wanted to say on the flip side of that was that um, once upon a time, not too long ago, when I was in a distant land in the middle of nowhere, I was drinking all the time. And at the time, I was locked up. And while I was locked up, I knew that it was going to be for a while. My ex was very much doing his thing. And I had told him, you know, be careful, whatever. Anyways, um, I get pulled out of my cell to go talk to someone and someone from the health department had come to tell me that he had tested positive. And so I guess uh, that was when I started realizing the way that it starts to unfold is they have you make a list of the people that you have had sex with so that they can let them know because they potentially might have it. Of course, I was top of his list. And so they let me know that. Well, when I got out now, this was two months into a seven month incarceration. So Two months in, I get that. And I'm like, oh, geez, I knew, like, I had warned you, like, I knew you were getting blah, 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 whatever. I get out. He had done nothing. So for seven months, uh, so for the last five months of my incarceration, he'd just been basically sitting with this, now knowing, and still active, 
and done nothing. Oh, wow. So when I got out, I was like, so what's going on? You know, did you get your meds and stuff? He's like, I can't afford it. I, can't. I was like, so you just stopped? So we went back and pursued it further at EVMS, honest, mm-hmm. um, oddly enough, which I guess for this area is not that odd because that's the main, that's, that's main hub. You, that's where you're going to want to go. You know, if you go to the Life Center, go to um, yeah. uh, CAN Community Health, which is our partner, uh, or EVMS. Those are your three big ones you want to go to. But he didn't have insurance either, and it was. It was nice to see when we went and they were like, no, 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 no. We're going to go ahead and get these shipped to you. It's going to be one pill, and you take it every day. And you know. But the main thing that I'm getting out with that is is, you know, you have to be diligent. And there's just some people that they're not going to be forthcoming with that information, even when they know they're not going to be mindful to take their medication. Everybody's different. And I unfortunately knew because I was seeing it and he just wasn't really taking it that serious. And I I think there's just some people that are going to be that way. But then there's also those that are going to be diligent. But everybody, every case is different. So for you, were you able to find out, you know, okay, we're going to cover this. It's not going to be a million dollars a month. Yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah, because I think it was, I want to say what you said about 4000 3000 I think that yeah, was my, my the ballpark. My bed's yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a little pricey. Um, I, I was, I, I had insurance, so I wasn't too worried about it. I was more or less like, well, I'm just like a $6,300 deductible on my insurance at the oh, time. Oh, okay. And so I was like, well, they're like, oh, don't even worry about it. We have a copay for this. And wow. so the copay covered all of that cost. It actually met my deductible faster. I was like, oh, okay. So then, well, then the only real fear that I had is now gone. So what, yeah. what's there to fear? Just take this pill every day and just yes. keep going. Yeah. It, it, it's the same as if you're on prep, you're taking a pill every day. And so so while you're talking about these different pills, let's go ahead and talk about what that means. So when I went with him, that's when I was finding out and I was asking the doctors like, okay, what does this mean to him? And what does this mean undetectable versus they can de- it's detectable and la, 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 all of this. So the understanding that I had was that you take the pill and it gets your blood cell count in order to where it's actually more than therefore undetectable because if they do it based off of a what is it the white cell count test or something like that mm-hmm. is that what it is so uh, when they're they're testing for an undetectable level they're going to take um, you know, lots of blood work um, and when they're doing this they're looking for like one in a million of these blood cells or any of those HIV positive uh-huh. so um, when you take your your actual treatment your art um, your antiviral yes antiviral, antiviral treatment yeah. um, when you're actually taking that drug um, it kills the virus in three different stages as it's being developed in, in okay. its first in its first phase where it's going to duplicate itself and it hides itself inside cells it's going to find all them and actually kill it at the different phases isn't that incredible to, to where you're you're, yeah. you're gonna have such a small amount of um the hiv virus in your body not even really active um that it's nearly impossible to spread it to anybody else there's not a single known case where anyone has given hiv to somebody else when they were themselves undetectable yeah and i definitely don't want that to be a misconstrued because i do know that exactly what you said that was the way that i took it too was like okay so you're not going to be able to really contract it to anyone else. Because the way they literally said it was they were like, you taking your pill every um, every day is like an internal condom. They were exactly. like, it's going to keep it, it to it's you. It's just as effective. It's like 99.99% effective. You can't say right. it's 100%. Nothing, nothing ever is. Um However, there's still not a known case after all of these decades of these different treatments. And right. That shows that it's, you may as well just and say it's 100%. I was going to say, and the suggestion is, of course, that they still say to wear a condom. Absolutely. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah, you always want to uh, you know, practice safer sex. Um, 
and that's because there's more out there than HIV. You have syphilis, and you know you have you have super gonorrhea out in this area. Like we, there's a lot of STDs in Hampton Roads. We're, we're one of the highest in the area. We will definitely go into that in the last part of this episode. So let's close out with this part. So with um, with HIV and the uh, meds for that versus now. You mentioned PrEP several times. I know for um, a fact with a lot of people that are not in our community, when I've even said that, they're like, what the, you know, what is it? Yeah. What the hell is that? And then I'm like, oh, well, that's basically you to be able to prevent getting it. And they're like, what? So, so what's really cool about PrEP, it's the same drug as PEP. So you have Truvada. Okay. Um, so, so PrEP is pre-exposure pro, uh, prophylactics. Okay. And it, it just prevents you from contracting HIV. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, just that internal condom. It Again, prevents you yes, from that's what they said. Yeah. Now, if you uh, if you end up having... But it's only sex, protective of HIV. Correct. Okay. That's, that's the only thing it'll, uh, it'll save For you For all those listening, thinking it's an internal condom, fix all. No. And, and you know, it's it's really a big one for, for men, not not for women. Okay. Um, they're doing studies on this right now. Oh, that's now. important to point out, yeah, too. Okay. they're doing okay. studies on this right now because uh, it, works, it works well for men, but they're having major side effects for women, and so this not they do not put women on Truvada. Oh, okay. Discovy now, their Discovy is one where like it could be male or female. Okay, and so they're looking into more research on that. They're doing all these great studies on it, so we're we're getting leaps and bounds into this. Now, when you're on prep, or let's say you're not on prep, and you you have unprotected sex with somebody, and you don't know if that person's positive or not, and you're now concerned, you can get PEP. It's the same drug. It's just it's for seven days. So you get seven days with the Truvada within 72 hours. It'll completely kill any virus that would be in your system. If you did, you know, have somebody, you know, sex with somebody that was HIV positive and they were not undetectable, you wouldn't have any worry. It's, yeah, the it's only like one plan I had, B, but yeah, for HIV. I know, because the only one I had heard about was that there was one really expensive pill that you took the day after, and it was just one pill. So now you're saying there's this seven-day series yep, it's pill. Just, yeah, it's PEP. Uh, Holy cow. So it's, it's a post-exposure uh, prophylaxis. That, well, that's important <laughs> to know. Okay, so let's start with PEP. So if someone is concerned, where could they go to get PEP? Um, you can go right to the health department. You can go to Can Community Health. You can go to EVMS. You can go right to the How hospital. Much? You can go right to the hospital. Uh, if you have insurance free of charge, if you don't have insurance, go to the Life Center. Go to Can Free. Okay, and then for PrEP. For those who have insurance versus those who don't, where can they go and how much? Um, if you have insurance, just talk to your primary care physician, tell them you want to get on PrEP and get them to write you a prescription. Uh, you'll have to do testing um, twice a year to make sure your blood levels are okay, your your um, your, your kidneys are working well, um, and to make sure that you're still undetectable, of course. Right. I'm uh, sorry, not undetectable, uh, but negative. Right. Um, and then if you don't have insurance... Go down to the Live Center, fill out the application and you know, paperwork, and they'll get it all taken care of where it's no charge to you. Or if you yeah. make a good amount of money, then it may be a nominal charge. Right, because I do remember that um, when I was over there a couple years ago, there was like a prep pl- uh, planner or a something mm-hmm. that you sat and talked to to kind of go over everything. Still Is that it. correct? Yep, that's correct. Okay. All the case managers can do it. That's awesome. That's great to know. And I think a lot of that is information that a lot of people might not know. So the health department, you can always go to that or you can go to the center. Yeah, the, the problem, so I say the health department just because it's, it's like a last case scenario in my opinion. Uh, okay. Um, the problem with the health department, in, in my personal opinion and no one else's, is I do not feel as accepted or comfortable being there for those issues. I agree. Um, you're, you're in a, you feel a, judged. You're in a very large, straight environment. Yes. And, um, Agreed. And, and you're in one with people that are constantly dealing with people being infected. And they probably have, they're like, oh, these people again. And so, like, I want to have an, an affirming doctor. And I want yeah, someone that, that absolutely. understands. When I'm putting down, there's 50 people that I had sex with the last time I saw you. They're <laughs> right. not going to judge me. Right. But at the health department, they're like, are you done? 
you need another sheet. Oh, okay. And that's why I'm like, I, I prefer I prefer to go to the, the life side. I'd be bringing in the phone book. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah, it's like open to this page. Well, know? and I know, and of course, this is I think a reference that most in our community would know. But of course, the infamous scene with Samantha making her list on Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, there's gonna be more, and they're like, ooh, whore, and she's yeah. like, um, sorry. Yeah. I had some of the strangest paperwork when I found out I was positive. They they're like, well, um. We need you to get the names and phone numbers of all the people you had sex with. And then I'm like, well, I was at a bathhouse. And so, like, um, <laughs> I don't remember everybody. I, I didn't have my cell on me. That was just a towel. I didn't have any place to hold it. <laughs> I couldn't write down a number. Yeah. I couldn't write it down in fog, but it kept I didn't. <laughs> and so then they're like, well, can you describe that we need like descriptions? And I'm like, like their age, their height, any tattoos, hair color. I was like, are you going to go down to Orlando and look for them? I was like, why is this important? it's the oddest things and so to do that those answer those questions with somebody you feel comfortable yes, with is it's the so most important. important part of it yeah exactly <laughs> i know well and it's difficult because like you said there's some people that they just don't understand it's like you know i guess it is kind of shocking there are people out there that do not have one night stands but i think for every one person that doesn't there's like 20 that do yeah so <laughs> like i mean i don't do it anymore <laughs> Once upon a time. time. Yeah, so it's like, come on, you can't shame someone, you know, for that. It's like, I mean, everyone's doing what they do. It's a life experience, and you're only here once. You're only here once. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we're going to finish talking about what's going on in our community with various other STD treatments and things like that, too. So stay tuned. Lock the doors. Let's have a kiki. I'm going to let you have it. Let's have a kiki. Welcome back. So now they have all these amazing uh, medications and stuff like that. It's not a death sentence anymore by a long shot. And so I think that's great. Now, for those that are listening now, a lot of people still think like, okay, oh, HIV, AIDS, it's no big deal. They're about the same thing, right? No. So what is the difference for those listening to understand HIV versus AIDS? Okay. Um, AIDS is uh, what, what you end up transition into after you've not managed HIV for an extended period of time. You have to have um, a viral load that's been at such a high level in your system with, you know, you're talking millions of copies. You can even just hundreds of thousands, but millions of copies of the virus in your system attacking your immune system for an extended period of time to where your uh, immune system, your CD4 count has now dropped um, below a manageable level. And now you have uh, you know, your immune system is now a disorder. So, and I think a lot of people don't even remember what the acronym for AIDS is, which is autoimmune uh, disorder, <laughs> right? Which is why they say that, you know, once that happens, it starts attacking you, yeah. then you can't eventually you don't necessarily die of AIDS itself so much as you get sick and you can't fight it. Yes. Um, and then that's the problem. Your, your immune system isn't uh, working anymore. And so just a simple cold can yep, take you out. And that's and it. You, you need to make sure that you're managing um, your HIV before you ever get to that stage. And it, it could take years uh, without managing your HIV. So it's you have, you have plenty of time, plenty of time to, to make sure that you 
Have we seen the, the number of AIDS cases drastically drop? Yes. Okay, so now there is HIV, clearly, but that number compared to it actually turning into AIDS has drastically changed. And we've seen HIV cases drop drastically because of PrEP. And, and Which is fantastic. And that's the way it's supposed to be. If you're positive, you're on ART to make sure you're not giving HIV to somebody else. And if you're negative, you're on PrEP to ensure you don't get it. And then within one generation, this whole virus is eradicated. Wow. And that's that's the goal. That's that's where we're trying to get. And like we keep working towards that. Yes. And Which as is why as, education is so important. Exactly. Because if you can get everyone on PrEP, then there's no more you know, HIV. Now, you did say, though, that PrEP is specific more towards men, but they're working on something for women? Yes. And that's Discovy. Um, okay. And so... Or, okay, that's completely wrong. But yeah, I want to say it's discovered. That's why I'm not a doctor. We're not doctors. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so, okay, so they're working on something else for that. Now, what would you say are some common, still common misconceptions about how one transmits HIV from one person to another? Okay. Um, you're going to have to have sex with somebody. Period. So, yeah. Sex and drugs, like as Se- in yes. intravenous uh, exactly. needle. Uh, you're not yeah. going to get it from kissing somebody, hugging anybody, um, being in a room with somebody that's coughing or sick or whatever. Right. You're not going to get it from any of those. You have to have uh, sexual intercourse uh, with that in- uh, individual. And there has to be some kind of seminal fluid or vaginal fluid that's you know excreted and mixed uh, with each other. And then uh, blood is your other big one. And it's not just like someone get a cut on their hand and the blood gets on your skin. It needs to get inside your body as well. Right. Um, Which is why I know to some people, I would hope the majority of our listeners, this is a ludicrous in-depth description, but there's probably some people, honestly, that are listening that they thought they knew, but they just don't. I think that the day of like people thinking like, oh, he has HIV and he used the toilet, so now I might get it from the toilet seat. I think those days are kind of I've, I've seen past. a lot of ignorant things around <laughs> HIV since I came out. I've, I've had friends that, you know, they're just not my friends anymore. Really? Um, and that that was the wow. that was the most shocking thing. And it's like, I, I came no out I- about having HIV, and next thing I know, there's like, oh, there's, there goes three people that I Seriously? thought were really good friends. One of them was an ex-boyfriend. I'm like, wow, okay, that's good to know. Wow. Um, wow. And then another one is like, you just, I'm working at a bar. And so there's your sanitizer tablets. And on it, it says kills the HIV virus. And I was like, it dies when it leaves your body. I don't need a sanitizing tablet to do that for the glass. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you're, uh, sharing a glass with somebody that has HIV is not going to give me HIV. Wow. And so it's like, there's a lot of still ignorant things out there. Yeah. Okay. So, and then along with that, what we want to... I'm going to say it one more time and then we'll move on is that these medications and stuff like that are HIV specific. This is not for all the other STDs that are out there. Oh, so yes. go ahead and talk a little bit. You had said something about like, we're the highest in the area for, you said super gonorrhea and all this yeah, other stuff. There's, and that's, you have um, syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, um, it's a lot of the times you get the gonorrhea and chlamydia at the same time. Uh, that's why GC, you get the clap. So <laughs> the, the, the problem is... I've heard it's because it's such a high military it's concentration. It's a high military concentrated area, and they find it near all the bases. It's always higher cases. Um, oh, my god! One of the issues here is um, you have drug-resistant gonorrhea. Yeah, so um, explain that. So it, penicillin is how you treat it, but penicillin is one one drug. It's the same drug. And so these viruses mutate and they learn how to hide just, you know, from it. Um, so now there's one that is not able to be dealt with with it. So they have to use stronger doses, longer doses. You'll have to get like 7.2 million units of penicillin shot in your butt. So it's like three doses on separate occasions in order to treat it. It's still treatable, but you have to do far more than before, which would be like, say, say 1 million you know, doses. But now it's, it's, it's pretty high. Um, so it, it's important to, you know, safer sex practices to make sure that you're not getting one of the STDs. Um, wow. Uh, H- HPV is prevalent in this area, herpes. 
Um, and all the, the great thing about the, with the Life Center is you can do at home testing. You can take a kit home with you. Oh. You can do an anal swab. People, that's that's one of the biggest increasing ones. People are actually testing because you can have uh, um, gonorrhea or syphilis in your booty hole and not know you may have no symptoms or side effects you know going along with it that would make you think you have it and you're just giving to anybody else as they're penetrating you wow so you need to make sure you're testing there you're testing in your throat um so you need to do uh, oral swabs as well because um giving oral sex to somebody can also give them um gonorrhea or chlamydia wow so there's all these different entry points that you need to test so so what are some of these incubation periods that people don't necessarily know about like some people know that once they come in contact with it they it's not like the next day you have it, it full blown a couple of days but usually you'll you'll start having some symptoms if if it's uh say you're a male um you may you know they call it the drip you know you yes. may you may have a, a discharge um and that's that's a telltale sign if you start having like ulcerated syphilis and you start having uh, uh spots and you may think it's you know, it's herpes but it's not um you wow. know there's just you just make sure you're looking at your body uh, yes. as much as someone else's especially if you're yeah. doing that. um and and get tested regularly and don't just do an hiv test do the full panel make sure that you're getting everything else so how often is the suggestion that people are getting tested is it like every other month every three months six months once a year so if you're sex if you're you know very sexually active i would say every three months to you know every two to three months um if if you're just you know casual sex every now and then not very uh, often maybe twice a year okay but i would i would definitely not go any less than twice a year i think it's the most important to stay up to date on that yeah and for any of the straight people that are out there listening you can get stds too and you can so, also get tested and treated right from the life center we don't just take care of the lgbtq plus community it's everybody see and i think everybody. that's important to note too because then there's no excuse for quote unquote there's definitely some questioning straight people out there listening that you can go in there and you're not going to be judged you can go there if you don't want to see have all your people seeing you we are out in the middle of other areas as well you don't have to go to your doctor and feel all embarrassed or whatever we'd rather you know Mm-hmm. Well, we'd rather everybody know. Knowledge is power. Yes, absolutely. Um, what would you say are some of the numbers that we're looking at as far as you had talked about your own drug use, but drug use in the gay community itself? I know that a lot of people associate drug use with our community as far as it being in clubs and things like this. Have we seen those numbers kind of go down? Are they about the same? Are they going up? Oh, the pandemic changed everything. So 2019, everything was going down. Like all the all the, all the negative you know, okay. things in the community were all on their way out and all these great things were happening. And then 2020 hit and people coped. They coped for a year of mm-hmm. uh, being isolated and having to wear a mask and being afraid and not knowing what to do and this uncertainty for the future. And, and then drug addictions popped up very prevalent again. Mental health issues exploded. Um, and now it's it's now treating and managing right. and trying to get things back down to where they were in 2019 and mm-hmm. in the direction we were going before. And so... Um, it's it's been it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, a lot of people were talking about that. What was it? Um, the deaths related to overdose and alcoholism were up so high that they're not even trying to release those numbers for yeah. 2020. But that we're going to be seeing a lot of people going and getting a hopefully a lot of help this year and next it's, year. There's there's been such a high demand for mental health services that. Um, calling any therapist at this point, you're probably on a you know, month and a half to two month list for, for a wait. I, yeah, I've heard uh, a lot about that it's, too. Yeah. It's, 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 this is a way to, to be right now. Um, what's great with the center is we do have uh, Corey Gerwey is our, our licensed um, psychiatrist on staff. And we also partner with uh, an out outsourced uh, company. So you can actually be telehealth, Zoom, and actually meet 
um, over the phone with the therapist, and we have contracted out with tons of therapists. I think that's great. A lot of people were thinking that if they can't see them in person, then Zoom and all of this. But outside that's of the that, way of the future, you it, stay home, be comfortable. <laughs> well, that's true. But also, there are still um, a lot of are there groups that get together at the center, so that way people can talk to others that are feeling the same way. Absolutely, I, I believe um, AA still meets at the center, or no? There is going and, to and Narcotics Anonymous. It's, uh, we have a meeting there. Has the center opened back up yet? Uh, for in person, um, I don't. I don't believe. I think everything's still on Zoom at this point. Okay. But there usually are meetings and yes, stuff like that. But not just. A center, but not yes. just for um, all the anonymous organizations, but also just for various other things as well. Yes, there's there's support groups for just about everything. You can find all that right inside the community spot on the website. Um, Go ahead and drop that one more time. What's the address for people? Oh, it's an LGBT Life Center, and I want to say it's .com. Awesome. It could be .org. I'm (laughs) so glad that you were here. Do you remember what I told you when I had called you and said that I wanted you to come on the show? Not everything. (laughs) To just trust me, okay? Thanks. There you go.